Welcome to the Valley Brook Community Church Podcast, and thank you for joining us online today. You're about to hear a message from our current study of the book of Hebrews. When you read through the book of Hebrews, you will see time and time again that Jesus is greater than everyone and everything that ever was, is, or will be. To watch any of our previous messages or find all listening platforms, we encourage you to visit www.valleybrook.cc forward slash on demand. Enjoy. Today we are blessed to have our friend, my friend, Pastor Paul Daddy, and his wife Esther and the family are here. He's going to be bringing God's message to us from the book of Hebrews. So Pastor Paul, we're uh, grateful to be here. Please give him a warm Valley Brook welcome. Thank you so much, Pastor Clark and Valley Brook. Uh, it's always uh, a pleasure to be here. Um, it's home. Right, so I feel like uh, Pastor Dave and his wife, every time you come here, it's home. So uh, let's say a quick word of prayer, if you will. Father, we want to thank you and give you praise. We are your people. This is your word. Speak to us like only you can. And at the end of the day, may we be more like Christ. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. So I'm sharing today under the theme or the title our great high priest, our great high priest. Um, there are a bunch of scriptures that I could have read, but I chose to stick to one uh, from Hebrews chapter 4, 14 to 16. Hebrews chapter 4, 14 to 16. And it reads, Seeing then that we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession. I guess I better read it from here, right? For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weakness, but was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. There's one other scripture I'm going to read, which is not going to show up on the screen, so just give me your attention for a minute. Hebrews chapter 9, 23 to 26, and it says, Therefore it was necessary that the copies of the things in the heavens should be purified with these. But the heavenly things themselves with better sacrifices than these. For Christ has not entered the holy places made with hands, which are copies of the true, but into heaven itself. Now to appear in the presence of God for us, not that he should offer himself often as the high priest enters the most holy place every year with blood. He then would have to suffer often since the foundation of the world. But now, once at the end of the ages, he has appeared to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. So, Jesus Christ is our great high priest. Now, that presupposes that there are other not-so-great high priests. 
And yes, in the Old Testament, we learn that the role of the high priest was to be the chief religious functionary in the temple. So on behalf of the people and on behalf of himself, he would go into the Holy of Holies to offer sacrifices of atonement for the sins of the people and for his own sin. It's kind of like having insurance under someone, right? The same coverage covers you, right? And what makes Jesus Christ a better high priest or the greatest high priest is what we're going to look at today. So why do we need a high priest? We need a high priest because God's standards never change. God's standards never change. The times may change, the seasons may change, but God's standards never change. And God's standards of sin, or when it comes to sin, has never changed and will never change. So because of that, the role of the high priest was very important. Why? Because it was the role of the high priest that assured the people that their sins were forgiven. There's a song I like very much by a lady called Elvina Hall, written in 1865. And the chorus of the song says, Jesus paid it all, and all to him I owe. Sin had left a crimson stain. He washed it white as snow. The atonement was necessary. Why? Because God hates sin in any shape or form it shows up. God cannot and will not tolerate or deal with sin. But here's the problem. Sin is not hanging on a tree. Sin is in you and it's in me. So here's the dilemma. God hates sin but loves you and I. So it'll take something powerful and yet something gentle to take out the sin and not destroy the vessel. I like doing laundry. It's almost therapeutic for me. And sometimes it's hard to find a detergent that is powerful enough to take away a stain and yet delicate and gentle and sensitive enough to preserve the fabric. So God hates sin so much. He would like to bleed it and blot, bleach it and blot it out. But here's the problem. It's found in the most delicate people that he truly loves. And that is why the role of the high priest it's so important. So, let's look at what makes Jesus Christ the great high priest. The first thing I want you to look at, he is better and good, or he is great. Is he better, is he good, or he's great? No, he's better than good, and he's actually great. Why? Because imagine from the scripture we read, the high priest would have to annually what, what are some of the things we do annually? Filing tax, anybody? Hello? Spring cleaning, anybody? Yep, yep. Oil change? Well, maybe that's a little more than, right? But you know what I mean. Yearly, the, the, the time, when you do it now, you think you can forget it for a long time. Before you know it, you have to do it again. There was a constant reminder 
But the Bible makes us understand that the, the, the high priest of Jesus Christ, he paid that sacrifice or he gave that sacrifice how many times? Once. He doesn't, ha imagine filing taxes this year and never having to file tax again. Would that be great? Yeah. Or imagine looking in the mirror and saying, this is going to be my size for the rest of my life. There's no gym in the world that can guarantee you that, right? But think about that. Because of that, we never have to think of an atonement again. Why? Because he's better than God than good. He's actually great. That is the job of the high priest that Jesus Christ did. Isn't it great that you and I don't have to remind us, you don't have to set your calendars, you don't have to set your clocks. Why? Because he paid it once and for all. What a good high priest. What a good high priest. The next thing is that he's no stranger to the location of heaven. And what I mean by that is, you know, sometimes, you know, there are two categories, right? You can either be uh, a travel agent or a tour guide. A travel agent with a click of a button can send you to destinations that they've never been to, right? But a tour guide actually is the one who walks you on the land and shows you the landmarks and shows you the history. We are so blessed. The high priest of Jesus Christ is not only a tour guide, but he's also a travel agent. He's been there, he's done that, he knows the terrain, and he can speak for you, he can send you there. And that's a good thing. In the Old Testament, the high priest would have to go in and come out, never be able to take you there because you are not qualified. It's almost like he can go in and speak for you, but you couldn't go in. Jesus can send you in, and he's there when, you, when he takes you there. He's both the travel agent and the tour guide. That is comforting for me. Because there are some people when you... Have you ever tried to follow somebody with directions when they are figuring it out? Like, you, you know what I mean? Like, they're slowing down when they shouldn't be slowing down. They're stopping when they shouldn't stop. It's like they're figuring it out as they go. No, not Jesus Christ. He knows the terrain. He's been there and he's done that. That's why he's a better high priest or he's the greatest high priest we could ever have. Amen? The next thing is that he's no stranger to the Father. He's no, you see, so imagine somebody tells you, I'm going to introduce you to the boss, right? And then you go and you sit in the reception. You wait, you wait, you wait. And then you, you find out, oh, he's not coming in today. It's like, wait. I thought you knew him. Oh, no, I, I just made a regular appointment. And then while you're sitting there, somebody who knows the boss comes in and says, oh, yeah, I was just on the phone with him. Yeah, he's not coming in today. It's like, wait, you, you, don't, you don't have that? No, no, no. Jesus is not going to knock and see if our petitions and our atonement will be accepted. There is a connection there. There were people in those days who claimed to have a connection, who Interestingly, we're studying, um, we're studying the book of Acts and we got to a point as, as a, a Bible study and we were told that there were people who arose and called themselves the one, the Christ. Jesus Christ is not guessing. He has the connection 
with the Father. He is going to a place and to a person that he knows. He is the great high priest. He is the great high priest. So he's no stranger to the Father. What he's taking, what, what he represents to the Father gives us access. You know something? There was a time when I had to go to court, right? Um, and if you've ever been to court for something minor, let's say a traffic ticket, I used to wonder why people need a lawyer to go for a traffic ticket. But then I learned the hard way that sometimes, as straightforward as it is, there are certain things you can say innocently, truthfully, that incriminate you. I didn't know. I thought I had the facts. I thought I was going to be honest. I went there. I spoke my truth. And the judge looked at me and said, sir, according to what you said, you're guilty. I, I, I mean, I wanted to cry. I, so I, I went out and I asked the lawyer, what did I do wrong? Then he began to tell me and I realized Sometimes, no matter how innocent your case is, you need somebody who speaks the language. And guess what? Imagine going to the court of judgment and having Jesus Christ say, hi, Dad. At that point in time, all evidence is useless. You know why? Because there's a connection that you couldn't make. Isn't it good to have a connection? The one who represents us in the throne room of grace it's not going to find out who the judge is. He and the judge are buddies like that. Oh, if I were you, I'll rejoice because there's no case in the world that could go against me. He's atoning for me. He's speaking for me. He knows the judge like that. Somebody say amen. amen. Now, there's another thing that is interesting that makes Jesus Christ the great high priest. He is no stranger to the struggle. He is no stranger to the struggle. You see, sometimes you can have someone who is willing to help you but does not understand your plight. That's why sometimes, you know, missionaries are, are, are all good, right? But when a missionary goes to the mission field and they come back and they're asking you to send money to the mission field, their passion is different. From the comfort of your home, you can send a missionary. But when the missionary goes to the ground and comes back and says, hey, we got to do better. You know why? It's because they know what they're doing. So Jesus Christ is not somebody who's sitting there like a CEO who doesn't understand the plight of his lowly employees. No, 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 no. He's walked the walk. He's felt your pain. He's been tempted like you. The Bible says he's been tempted just like you and I. And not only does he understand your pain, he has the code of victory. He has succeeded where we have failed. He has overcome where we are fighting. He's strong when we are weak. So when he pleads on behalf of you, he's not pleading from a point of, I don't know, help them. No. It's like, Daddy, I know what it feels like. I know what it feels like when it's minus six degrees and I have to go to church. <laughs> oh, I'm the only one, huh? Right? I know what it feels like. I know what it feels like. Isn't it good to know that someone, I remember some time ago, I had to go to the hospital for something and I was scared. Anybody scared? Yeah. And the doctor came in and the first thing he told me is that, I know, I know what you're going through. I was like, yeah, right. You studied it in school. He's like, no. 
And then he showed me his chart. I was like, oh. From that time, everything he told me sunk in. Listen, whenever we pray in the name of Jesus, right? There is no prayer of need, of help that you will pray that will be strange to Jesus Christ. Why? Because he's been there. Isn't that comforting? Isn't that comforting? There is nothing that we would need in prayer that he's not familiar with. And so when we pray to him and he takes our prayers to the Father, to the throne room of grace, oh my God, we have instant access. What a great high priest. What a great high priest. He's been there, he's done that. I think I've already mentioned that. Why? Because he's won the victory. You know, if, if you gave a basketball to Pastor Clark and you told him to teach you how to shoot because you think he has good height on him, good luck. <laughs> good luck. Maybe hiking, yeah, right? But if you gave the basketball to Patrick and you told him to help you shoot the ball, my God, you better take a seat and take some notes because that's what he does. Right? He's been there. He's, he has the blueprint. He, he understands it. There is nothing that we take to our high priest, Jesus Christ, that he's going to have to say, wait, let me consult my manual. No. Sometimes I ask my wife to cook something because I think it's great and I think he can, she can figure it out. But then I go to the kitchen and she's watching YouTube. And I'm like, uh, what? It's like, oh, I'm, I'm just, no. Jesus doesn't have to go to YouTube. He doesn't need to have a reference manual. He already knows it. And for me, that is so comforting. And in the Old Testament, there were high priests who went into the Holy of Holies and never came out. Because their certification was not renewed or they were not sanitized enough or something. Not Jesus Christ. He has all access, backstage passes and all. That gets me excited. So what is our reaction supposed to be since we have such a high priest? What is the confidence level that we ought to have? The Bible says we can come in boldly. What does it mean to come in boldly? Unreserved. No hesitation. No doubt. Assured. Assured. I took, you know, I took my car to a different dealership to have it fixed. And when I, when I took it there, I asked them, listen, is, are you sure you can fix it? Why did I ask them that? Because the, the, the make of the car is not, uh, I didn't go to a dealership that sells the make of that car. I happened to buy it there, so I took it there. But they told me they had to go order parts. So my confidence level was not high. And guess what? At the end of the day, they called me and said, we couldn't get the part. I was like, ah, mm, trouble, trouble, no. Not Jesus Christ, right? He, we have the boldness to know that not only has he walked the walk, not only does he have the victory code, not only does he have inside access, there is no greater. You know how sometimes we can expect greater because this year was great, we can expect a greater year? No, this is it, one-stop shop. There is no greater, there's nothing above I know you can upgrade your cell phone, you can upgrade your car, you can upgrade everything else. There's no upgrade on this high priest. He's the last high priest you will ever need. He's the last high priest 
you will ever have to confront and deal with. And guess what? He paid the price. It's done. I know, I know. We're thinking mortgage. We're thinking long payments. But lend me your imagination. Say it with me. It's done. No, it's done. No more payment. No more payment. Somebody said, I wish that applied to my car note, right? <laughs> so our boldness is, is, is recommended according to Hebrews. According to Hebrews 4.15. Our boldness is required. Why? Because of the kind of high priest we have, we have to have boldness. Because in the Old Testament, this is how they waited for the high priest to come. Is he going to make it? Is he going to make it? Wait, wait, is that, is that his skirt? We hear a thump. Did he fall? Oh, my God. Is he okay? Who's going to check? Oh, we need another high priest to go check. No. Juxtapose that with the boldness that we have. I left it in God's hands. I'm trusting him. It's settled. It's settled. There's a story about a man who, in, on his office, a pastor actually, who wrote on his office door, God said it, I believe it, and that settles it. And everybody knew that. And then on one, one year, he went on a retreat, went to stay in the mountains and prayed and came back. When he came back, he read the sign on the door, God said it, I believe it, and that settles it. So he looked at the sign, and then he took out, I believe it, and threw it out. And then the secretary came and said, Pastor, everything okay? You still in the faith? Faith check? He said, yeah. He says, why did you take out the middle one? He says, God said it. Whether I believe it or not, it settles it. Whether I believe it or not, it settles it. And that's the boldness that we should have when we consider everything that we need to access from the throne room of grace. Why? Because the high priest of Jesus Christ guarantees it. Now, if there can be a better price other than Jesus Christ, then you can wish for more. But there is none like that. So we must have boldness in time of need when we want to enter into the throne room of grace. The next thing is that we must have a certain consequence. If we can have that boldness, then there should be a certain consequence. And what's the consequence? The Bible says that we can have mercy and grace in a time of help or in a time of need. I don't know about you, but we are in a time of need. We're in a time of help. Maybe you're better disciplined than me, but if you watch the news, every time you watch the news, you feel like you should pray. Am I the only one? Yeah, 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 yeah. So we are in a time of help and we are in a time of need. But what the great high priest guarantees us is that despite the signs of the times, we should have the peace of God that passeth all understanding. If there's one thing I want you to take away from today, understand that the great high priest of Jesus Christ guarantees you mercy and grace in a time of help. Because he can tell your story better than you can tell it. He understands the plight that brought that story in the first place. He understands the, the, the terrain of where you are trying to send that story. He understands the one to whom 
you're sending that prayer. Who better to represent us? Who better to atone for us? As you study the book of Hebrews, when you get to Hebrews chapter 9, there's an interesting concept there that the Bible tells us that not only did he take the atonement, he is the atonement. So he's not, there is nothing about the high priest of Jesus Christ that is outsourced. He didn't go look for a lamb. He is the lamb. He didn't look for somebody to present the lamb. He is the lamb. He is the presenter. He is the priest. And he is one with the father. Oh my God. Talk about an inside job. That is, has nothing to do with an Italian mafia. <laughs> inside job. Through and through. I don't know about you. But I, I want to sleep better knowing that everything I need from the throne room of grace is going to take an inside job. And we have the one for it. Jesus Christ, our great high priest. Ladies and gentlemen, let's pray. Father, I want to give you praise and thank you. What a privilege. What an honor. That you would represent us in your fullness. Lord, you didn't send an archangel in all their might. You didn't send a legion of angels. You sent your son. Not only to be our high priest, but to be the lamb as well. Not only to walk the walk, but to represent us, Lord, in the corridors of heaven as our great high priest. Father, let that peace engulf our hearts let that understanding flood our minds. Let that assurance help us as we walk this earth. And for anybody that is listening, Lord, that is wondering, how can I have this peace? Lord, you know how to access our hearts, Lord. Let us know that we are spoken for. Let us know that we are well represented, Lord. Let us know that in trusting Jesus Christ, the only worthy atonement, the only blood that can turn that crimson stain and make it white as snow, so grateful Lord that you will send your best to save your dearest let that love live in us as we seek to represent you and present you to the world around us in Jesus mighty name Amen Thank you for listening to our podcast. It is our sincere hope that it has blessed you. For more information, visit our website at www.valleybrook.cc.